The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hey guys, we're in the middle of a series here with Terrence Clark on character and leadership and other keys that Terrence has learned in his uh, leadership journey of about 30 years really think it's going to be a blessing to you in its entirety. If you're joining this uh, series in the middle, please go back to episode 157 of the Leadership Moment, and I believe that is called Character in Leadership Part 1. Thanks and enjoy. You know, as we'd mentioned on the first edition, or the first uh, of, the, of this uh, series, intergenerationally, we have difficulty relating to each other. And, mm. and and I think a lot of what we're talking about right now in terms of the way we relate to being called to an account, generationally, you know, that, that can be different. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've observed that in working with younger people than myself and older people than myself and people my age. You know, we, we just... We, we think about being confronted in a different way. Maybe like, don't judge me is something we hear a lot, especially mm-hmm. from younger generations. And I think yep. we've got to, we got to deal with that head on because yeah. just because there's a confrontation, that is not necessarily a judgment, you know, mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. Jesus. He said, you know, think, I'm just thinking about the, the, you know, the churches in the beginning of the book of Revelation. There was confrontation there. <laughs> oh, yes, there was. <laughs> but there was it wasn't it wasn't judgment. And mm. what happens, I think, what we get confused about, what we're really saying is I don't feel comfortable being confronted. <laughs> and so right. we're saying, give me some space here. I, I don't want to be judged. And but judgment has to do with sentencing, right? Amen. So judgment right. Ha- is like, hey, you know what? You are this, and because of that, you're never going to be that. You know, and I right. think we're, we got to be careful not to render sentence, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't confront, as clearly the Lord's example has shown us. We've got we've got to be at times, ne- you know, willing to get under the this uncomfortable situation of confronting, and That's right. it's uncomfortable for anybody. I think who. Yeah. Uh, who really cares? I used to be a lot more comfortable with confrontation than I am now. And I think that was, in my particular case, I w- it was a wrong idea. I don't want to be uh, unnecessarily confronted. Right. <laughs> I that's think that's right. what I've come to. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, this judgment idea is, is a, something we got to get through. It's not a just because someone confronts you, it doesn't mean that they're judging you or they don't care about you. Often it can mean the very opposite, right? That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I find, you know, 
those who know me well know that those who are my closest, my closest confidants and friends to those who I know will speak very clearly to me and have had to have to maybe confront me uh, about issues. Those are things that I trust dearly when I find that in a person that they can they can honestly speak to me about where uh, areas that they they see in me. I think I've spent majority of my life making sure that I always have someone that I look to as a confidant or a mentor. Mm. Uh, and when I've been in situations and seasons when I haven't, I, I have used others. Um, maybe uh, seasons, you know, there was some season when I was in uh, Charlotte where I just, I, I went to a counselor on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. uh, there wasn't any particular issue that I was dealing with. It was just, I wanted someone to make sure that my blind spots, I remember, I remember going one day and this counselor said, I really need you to stop coming. <laughs> like really like, what yes yes I, I, wow. I'm like, and i said why they said because you're you're fine you keep coming but there's nothing wrong with you you are you are <laughs> as solid of a person i've ever met and i said <laughs> and i just said well i know but i want to make sure that are if there are areas in my life if there are things that i'm that are blind spots i want to have a door that i can come and and talk mm. about and they just yes. the person said you have that door open all the time, but you do mm. not need to come back. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. Uh, but I've always had, you know, someone I think, you know, I think you, you're where, you know, we spent eight years while we were in Charlotte and Bob Jones was our was our mentor. I mean, we spent yes. a lot of time with Bob and Bonnie. I Still remember. do with Bonnie. She was just here a few months ago. Um, awesome. Awesome. On our way through. And it's like, you know, when there are issues and things that have come up, we've gone and said, hey, this is going on in my life. That's going on in my life. And I want you to speak freely. I remember mm. as a young minister, you know, in my early, you know, late in my early um, or I should say my late teens, having a pastor in my life that I could do that with and, yes. and just say, I want you to be honest and open up with me about things that you see going on. Right. I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm just saying that I'm trusting you that the, that God will use you to speak into my life to help develop me. And help me to become the man that I need to be. And there's mm. just something that we're not seeing enough of today yes. with this generation of finding and placing ourselves together with 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 leaders and with others. It, it, but it's it's so biblical. Yes. I mean, they were they were always in two, you know, your Paul and your Silas or Paul and your Timothy's. And mm -hmm. they, there was always and we know historically you can go back and see the ch early church fathers. Polycarp, you know, these were these were all men who were discipled by the disciples. Mm -hmm. And that's what made them incredibly strong individuals in the early church. The church, you know, who, we don't know what would have happened had these guys not had such strong leaders and men that had been discipled by Jesus and then discipled by the disciples. Uh, they yes. help establish something in, in the church that has helped carry it for these past 2000 yeah. years. Amen. A foundation. Yeah. And it's a foundation of character, I think is, is what you're, what you're saying. What I'm, what I'm observing as we're talking here is how, uh, mentorship or, or, you know, that, that, uh, that service of intimate leadership, you know, that mm -hmm. we can provide to each other, how that, you know, was represented as a foundation, for that we're all standing on today. And also it's a personal foundation for us in life in, on the individual level on the, you know, on, as a person to person. Mm -hmm. So I, that mm -hmm. to me is not something I've thought about in that way, 
but it, it super makes sense to me uh, as you're as you're going there. That that that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, when you think about the laying on of hands, I think we think about that process, especially when we're wanting to see an individual take on a new level of of leadership or a new area where God is is calling someone into. And so we have the laying on of hands. But I think oftentimes what what may get missed, not maybe not completely, is that when in scripture, when they were laying on of hands, there was there was deep relationship prior to that. Right. There had been very strong relational bonds that had been that had been uh, built over years of time. Mm-hmm. And the yes. laying on of hands was was simply a recognizing it and got and acknowledging that next that next place, that next step for whoever it was that was being done for. And so sometimes I think we can quickly lay hands on someone, but if we've not really spent the time with them to get to know them, then we, we, you know, that may be what the scripture, I'm not saying this, what this means. I'm just saying, um, you know, we're talked about, do not lay hands on someone suddenly, right. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, I, I think sometimes that's taking place where, you know, we, 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 we get involved with with ministries or get involved with individuals, but we don't take the time to really know them, right, you know, right. to really spend time with them, to really develop and hear their heart and hear what's going on. And we're all so busy. We got places to go and people to see, mm-hmm. but we're not getting the foundational things that happen that transpires during a relationship, during, ben, you know, bonding and allowing mm-hmm. those things to develop so that we yeah. can truly, um, you know, take that to the next level of, of, of leadership and discipleship and so forth. So. Absolutely, man. I think you're, I think that definitely is one application of that scripture, you know, um, b- about laying hands on someone suddenly. And I think mm-hmm. that's suddenly is, is, uh, could be interpreted there, uh, without, you know, a more complete perspective or observation of this individual. You know, so often we come together and we're <clears throat> we're interacting with other believers and in, in in ministry settings or mission settings or church church meeting settings or whatever. You know, we're we're as um, I know was true of me, and hopefully I'm I'm learning better. But you know, we we want to put our make sure our talents are visible, mm. and I, I think that's this that is the tension, right? That that mm-hmm. we're we're up against. People want to and often do emphasize their talents, try to demonstrate their talents and want to be recognized for their talents. And that there's thank God. Yeah. That he's you know, he's given to us um endowments of himself mm. to be used for his glory. But when we lean into those talents like that, a lot of times we want to be qualified on that basis. That's and I right. Think, I think that's what you're saying here. The qualification on the basis of talents, don't lay hands on for the promotion and for the recognition and for the honoring in front of others, uh, you know, too quickly, mm. suddenly, until that person's been evaluated. These are words that, can't, you know, as a young leader, I had a lot of those uh I'm a young leader still. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but as a younger leader and like those teens you were talking about, I had a lot of men in my in in, in my life uh, that that 
we're emphasizing and stressing these things to me that we're talking about. And I, I don't know if I like bristled under the load of that. I don't think I like pushed back, but, but I also didn't, I felt like they were a little cavalier. It's like, mm. ah, you know, ha ha, you, you know, just take it easy there, bud. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it felt like to me, there was a detachment. It was kind of a positional statement of, uh, hold your horses. Mm. And, uh, I, I felt the, I felt like I needed to onboard the, you know, what was, what was given to me, mm-hmm. uh, by them. But I, I, I just, sometimes I didn't really dig the way it was, the way it was rendered. I think we mm. got to do our best, uh, to make what we say, not unnecessarily offensive. Right. Uh, or, and not to do it from a self-righteous, uh, Absolutely. Point of view in that we're the standard and, you know, or like I'm the standard, I'm measuring you by me and you don't measure up right now. So, you know, that's not going to help anyone. Exactly. Uh, But I'm tracking with you on the, you know, the conferring of responsibility uh, and this talent piece that comes into play. I think there's something there that we have to understand and as insecure people who are trying to prove themselves you know, mm. you know we're all wanting to make sure that we look our best and uh you know and that mm. but but god wants to promote us i don't think we yes. have to we don't have to promote ourselves on the basis of insecurity we, that's right god wants to promote us and he wants to take some of this responsibility that is his and confer it upon us that's right. And I so believe that 100%. That's the promise of leadership. I think because, uh, you know, Jesus is our, he is the leader. He is our leader. And he, and he, he wants to share his responsibilities with us. Uh, and I think it's a real opportunity. We got to handle it well and right, but we don't need to be walking in fear that we'll never get uh a worthwhile opportunity. You know? <laughs> wow. That's right. Wow. Very, That's right. very powerful. Thanks for joining this multi-part series with uh, myself, Scott McClellan, and Terrence Clark. Uh, Terrence, as he'd mentioned, is a host of a podcast himself, gtalk.media. G as in grant, talk.media. Please come back and join us for this multi-part series on leadership with an emphasis on character. And we really appreciate you being a part of the Leadership Moment from FX Missions. This Leadership Moment was produced in partnership with Engaging Missions. Have your leadership question answered by contacting Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit FX Missions to learn more about how you can grow your leadership and engage in missions. Visit engagingmissions.com for encouragement, insight, and resources from missionaries, ministry leaders, and church planters.